Do you have a love-hate relationship with social media? If you're anything like me, you probably do. Between the myriad of advice online and the fact that not a lot of us seem to have a grasp of what we need to do and what we shouldn't do, social media can feel like a minefield at times. Now my guest today is going to help us navigate that minefield. I'm joined today by Katie Brinkley, who is a social media strategist and coach at New Stop Social Communications, a social media agency based out of Littleton, Colorado. Now, she helps small businesses in the construction and real estate industry with their social media, but she also helps other entrepreneurs get a handle on theirs. Now, everything from strategy to tips to techniques to what platforms to use and so much more, Katie just really brings all of her immense knowledge in this episode, and you're going to absolutely love it. So let's dive in. Welcome to the Well-Paid Creative Podcast, where we discover how to run a profitable and satisfying creative business. I'm your host, Gabrielle Chipier, and I'm going to share with you what I've learned in my 17 years as a creative pro, building my own business from barely scraping by to thriving. From attracting quality clients to charging what you're worth and creating amazing work you love without the risk of burnout and overwhelm. But I don't know it all, so in this podcast, we're going to learn a lot together as I interview experts and reflect on my own experiences, both the good and the bad. Before we dive into the show, if you want access to free resources, trainings, and a community of creative pros just like you, hop on over to wellpaidcreative.com where you can find all this and more. All right, let's dive in. Welcome everybody to the Well-Paid Creative. I am so excited to share this interview with you today. I'm talking to Katie Brinkley and she is going to just amaze us with all of her knowledge. Welcome to the podcast, Katie. Thank you so much for having me. I've been looking forward to this. Wonderful. So tell us a little bit more about yourself. How did you get to be where you are today? Yeah, you know, when I got started in social media, a job in social media wasn't a thing. Um, I started 17 years ago helping bands on MySpace. <laughs> oh, wow. So yeah, like I said, I it was I've been doing this for a long time, and I have seen a lot of social media apps come and go. Um, and it's it's always fun to see which ones stick around and which ones are able to evolve, um, and then which ones end up turning into the blockbuster video of social media apps. So um, it's it's been a fun journey. Like I said, it, when I got started, it wasn't a career. I went to school to be a radio journalist, so I wanted to be uh, a sports reporter for radio, and that's actually what, what my first job was. I got a job at the radio station here in Denver, and I was the locker room reporter and the training camp reporter for the Denver Broncos, Colorado Rockies, Nuggets, Avalanche. So Denver sports teams, I would get to go and, and interview the players. And um, I then transitioned over into the marketing side of things and got my start with you know, marketing for these the television station for the Rockies. And then I decided to start my own, my own, my own gig. And I've been doing social media strictly only social media for about the past four and a half years now. And I got to tell you, I love going to work every day. Oh, I love that. I love it when creatives find like their jam. They're like, yep, this is what I love. This is what I'm going to do. So tell me a little bit more about who you help with social media. Yeah. So I've like, I, like I said, I've started a long, a long time ago and I started with bands and then I've always been helping 
entrepreneurs, uh, small businesses, you know, get started on Facebook. But really over the past two years, I've narrowed down and now I'm, I'm focusing on real estate agents, uh, contractors, home builders, home organizers. So anyone in the home industry is, is kind of my jam because there's a lot of people in it. And what makes you stand out from all of the other people out there um, in, on social media? And, and that's what I try to teach and help my clients with. Perfect. So how did you arrive at that niche? Because I love it when I hear creatives who have found like their niche and they're not do, running around trying to get all the people. So how did you decide on that kind of home? I guess it's almost like home support kind of niche almost. Hey, Yeah, you know, and it, it, it's interesting because I come from a sports background. So it, it surprises me too that I ended up where I am. But one, I, I love, I have a couple rental properties. I love looking online. I don't, uh, there's an SNL skit a couple months back about oh, yeah, that Zillow. <laughs> with Zillow. And I was like, it's me. Um, <laughs> but I love everything home. Like I, I love looking at that type of content on social media. Uh, writing for it is very easy for me. And I just found that the clients are are really my favorite people to talk to. So I, I just, everything about the, the people in that industry really kind of fit perfectly with what makes me happiest. When I got started, you know, four, four and a half years ago, I was doing it's like, oh, social media, I can help anyone with their social media. You know, I've been doing it for so long. Yeah, I can help you. But it really wasn't until I narrowed down who I was serving and who I was helping that my business took off and I found I was happier. Mm, I love that. So what would you say is the number one kind of result that you get people with your social media services? Yes. So social media, I think it's it's difficult because a lot of clients, they they think they need to be on every single social media channel known to mankind. And what I try to have my clients do is just take a step back and think about one, where is your target audience? And then two, do you have the capacity to do it correctly? So the biggest result I think I give my, my clients and my customers is the opportunity to really focus on what makes them happiest with their social media. They, they have the chance to bring the social back to their social media. And it takes away a lot of the overwhelm because they're not trying to, like I said, to be on every single social media channel. They're focusing on one or two and they're able to be really good at it. Mm -hmm. I love that. So now, as soon as I heard that you were a social media expert, I was like, Ooh, I could totally use her help. <laughs> and I know that a lot of creative people really struggle with social media because on the one hand, we love what we do. We're good at what we do, but we kind of see social media as like a selling platform. And I think that kind of gets in our way. So what would you say are your best tips for um, using social media and making it more comfortable? Like you said, you know, finding that sweet spot of making it social and having fun with it again. Well, I think that a lot of people think they need to post every day or multiple times a day. And it's really just showing up to your capacity. I fully think that you can be successful on social media with three to four posts a week. As long as you're posting the content that your audience is interested in. And for a lot of my clients, you know, as, as a real estate agent, 
believe it or not, you don't, your audience really doesn't care about all of your just listed, all of your just sold, all of your under, they really don't care. What they care about is you and they're following you because as opposed to all the other agents out there, because of what you can bring to them while still providing value. And so it can be difficult trying to figure out how to do that. Like, how do you show up authentically while still showcasing what you do? And that's where, you know, we'll just go, go with Instagram. But I mean, mm-hmm. you th- can think of your Instagram feed as like a website. And then your Instagram stories is how you, your little television show, how you can show up and still give people a little glimpse of behind the scenes into your life and what you do, like all the hard work that you do to get that just listed. So um, that's kind of what I try to to teach and, and to give my clients is that opportunity to, okay, well, this is how you can show up authentically. You can still give to your, back to your audience, but you're showing up in all the different areas and that's and letting your, the people that are on social media connect with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that little insight between, especially on Instagram, because I feel that most of the creatives here are on Instagram. <laughs> so the difference between like your feed being your website and then the stories being kind of like the behind the scenes, your your little TV show, that's that's an excellent uh, tidbit there. Well, and so- if you think about it too, you know, everyone consumes content differently. You know, some people really enjoy reading magazines and other people like watching HGTV. Some people like both. And so that's where you have to show up. Instagram has five different ways to post. You should try and show up in those five different neighborhoods um, on a consistent basis so that you're feeding the people that consume content differently the way that they best enjoy consuming content. Mm -hmm. So five different ways to post. So we've got the feed, you've got stories. Uh, Uh, There's IGTV. IGTV, yeah. So that's typically long form um, content, typically more professionally done. Um, And then there's IG live. So going live on Instagram and then then saving it to your IGTVs. Um, and then there's reels. That's the newest one. That's the, yeah. the TikTok knockoff. So the 15 to 30 second kind of like dancing, pointing stuff. Um, that's, that's Instagram reels. And if you're, if, if you're not doing reels right now, um, you, you're missing out on a ton of reach because Instagram is favoring reels like, like no other. So mm. it, it can seem a little overwhelming and a little nerve wracking, but got to get started on reels. Um, if you want to, to grow your reach. Mm -hmm. So speaking about nerve wracking, what would you give us as advice for being able to get over those nerves for trying out things like live video and reels and all of these new kind of video based, um, kind of ways of posting that have kind of seemed to have just been pervading the market lately. And some of us just aren't really ready for it yet. (laughs) Well, you know what? And it's, it's hard. Trust me. I know I, I come from radio. Like there's a reason that I went into radio and not television. Um, I mean, I, I really, I like kind of hiding behind the screen too, but what makes people want to follow you is you. And the great way to get started with video is with Instagram stories, mostly because they're gone in 24 hours. That's mm-hmm. gone. You'd never have to worry about that again. And so it's just showing up for 15 seconds a day and giving back as to a little insight into your work, your life, and just different ways that you can let people connect with you. And it doesn't need to be a, hey guys, you know, start with, 
are you tired of X, Y, Z? There's this simple tip that I use to help my business do X. And that's mm-hmm. it. I mean, that took me maybe seven seconds. And that would show up in someone's feed. Oh, okay, that was cool. And they got to see me. They got to learn a little something. And then now they're on to the next story. All right, we're going to get right back to this interview soon because it is so good. But I just wanted to ask you a question. Do you feel like there's something blocking you from reaching the next level of income and revenue in your business? If so, I have the perfect thing for you. I call it the Profit Finder, and it's a fantastic quiz that's designed to find the unique key that's going to fit into the lock of your business and discover exactly what's stopping you from reaching that next level of profit. Now, not only are you going to be able to get the quiz and your results, but you're also going to be able to get the next steps, the things, the actions, the strategies that you can use moving forward to get past this income plateau. Now, you're absolutely going to enjoy this quiz and you should definitely check it out today. It's called The Profit Finder again, and you can find it at wellpaidcreative.com forward slash quiz. So head on over there today answer the questions, get your results, and unlock the profit potential in your business. That's wellpaidcreative.com forward slash quiz. All right, so let's get back to the interview. So you mentioned that you've been around long enough to kind of see the platforms that have you know, gone the way of Blockbuster or the ones <laughs> that have become like the next big hit. What did you... What that? <laughs> what would you say um, is kind of the new up and comers nowadays? Well, Clubhouse is huge. Um, so that is the audio based social media app. Um, right now, it's still in the beta mode, so it is uh, iPhone only. The the Android version should be out within the next few weeks, but it's it's really kind of surprised a lot of people. And I think that the reason that Clubhouse has taken off so much is because it's allowed people to connect authentically. You can have a conversation with someone anywhere in the world on a topic that you both are interested in. And it's really transformed you know, business and networking. Uh, it's happening at lightning speed now. So I think that Clubhouse is one. If you are on iPhone and you, you haven't had the opportunity to join it, download the app and um, wait for your invite to come or, or reach out to someone else that's already on it and, and ask to be invited because it really is incredible. Some of the friendships and relationships that are happening in there. There's a reason why Clubhouse is doing so well. And now Twitter just came out with their own version. It's called Twitter Spaces. It's audio only and it's on Twitter, excuse me, on Twitter. Uh, Club or Facebook is making theirs. It's supposed to be out by summer. Uh, Slack is even making one. I mean, oh, so everyone's uh, following suit. Everyone is following suit because audio, audio is the new video, I guess. Um, and but it's it's really great because I think that people are enjoying it so much because there's there's nothing really like copywritten. There's no beautiful photo behind it. It's true authenticity, and you can see what people have to say. It's it's like a live podcast mixed with an AOL chat room. It really is just giving people that that opportunity to connect faster than ever before. So I think that audio is going to be the the big hit of 2021. Oh, okay, cool. Well, we'll have to check it out. So as a creator who's kind of wanting to get onto Clubhouse and maybe start using it for their business, what are kind of the best tips? Because I have to honestly say I downloaded Clubhouse, started using it a little bit, and 
really just kind of fell out of it because I, I didn't quite clue in to how to use it most effectively and how to get the most from it myself. So what would you say are your best tips for using Clubhouse? That is, I think it happens to a lot. Of, it happened to me. I, so I downloaded the app and I was like, well, this seems like a giant time suck. I, I don't understand how, to, how this works. And so I didn't use it for two weeks. And then after the first of the year, I started finding better rooms. So um, just quickly, the hallway is basically your feed. And in the hallway, you see a whole bunch of different rooms. Now, the rooms that you are shown are based on the people that you follow. So me, I follow a whole bunch of marketing people. So I see mm -hmm. a ton of marketing and social media rooms. But when I first joined the app, somehow I started following all these millionaires. And so the only rooms I was seeing was like millionaires turning billionaires into trillionaires. And I was like, gosh, I had no mm -hmm. idea there were this many millionaires out there. <laughs> and so I, it, my hallway was all messed up and I, it really didn't make sense for me to be on it. But once I started finding the right people to follow, all of a sudden I had a ton of rooms on certain topics that I was interested in listening to. So I think that's the most important thing when you're just getting started on the app is to find the right people to follow mm -hmm. because that directly affects your hallway. Find the right clubs to follow. Again, just so you can see the rooms that you are in alignment with um, while you're on the app. There, there's no way to search rooms right now. So uh, you just really have to base uh, who you follow on, on seeing the rooms that your, your purpose is for the app. Hmm. Okay. I love that. Thanks for that advice. So what would you say is, I know you've probably seen it all in your career, both managing people's social media and being so entrenched in social media. What would you say are some of the biggest mistakes that people tend to make? Whew. Well, I said it earlier. One of them was, was trying to be on every single social media channel known to mankind, because again, there's a lot of them out there. And if you are trying to be on all of them, then really it's just becoming white noise. So focus in on the ones where your target audience is so that you can push out the best content. Another mistake that I see is businesses uh, not being social on social media. So one of the biggest things for, for social media is, is engaging and answering. And I like to think of it as if you're on social media and you do a post, you can't just then, okay, I'm done with Instagram, now back to my books or whatever, accounting or whatever. You can't just do that. You have to spend some time engaging on the platform. And it, it would be like going to a networking event and me running up to you and throwing my business card at you and then running away. I mean, that's really what it would be. And you'd be like, mm. all right, thanks for this. What am I, I don't even know what she does, you know, and then throwing it away. So um, I think you do, you need to stick around and be social on these platforms, um, engage with other people, comment on their posts, not saying that you need to spend all day doing it. You can just spend 10 minutes at night in bed um, before you go or in the carpool lane, just commenting on posts in the feed. That's mm -hmm. what's really going to help you grow your presence online. Um, and I, like I said, I, I think that not being focused on which channels you want to have it, uh, be posting on for your business and then not being social are the are two huge mistakes that happens time and time again. Mm -hmm. And I can also see the mistake number two kind of coming as a result of mistake number one too, right? Because, you know, if you're everywhere, then also engaging everywhere is so overwhelming. But yes. if you kind of dial it back in and you choose like one or two platforms and engaging on those one and two platforms becomes a lot easier as well. 
Exactly. And like you, you know, you put it perfectly. I think that it's, it's hard because we think like, oh, well, why would I not want to be on all of them? That's, you know, I, I could reach more people, but you have to be able to, to answer someone when they, when they comment back. And mm-hmm. if no one's on the other end of the line, you're going to, ha- the person's going to hang up. Yeah, absolutely. I love this. So in your experience, like over your career, what has been kind of I want to say like campaigns or strategies or techniques that you have seen work really well for companies. One of the best strategy, one of the best strategies is, is 100% to, to be social, to answer. Um, there's a tool that I love. Like, so if Instagram's your thing, let's say you go all in on Instagram for your business. There's a tool that I love. I think it makes a world of difference and, um, I'm happy to send you, uh, a link for it. it it's yeah, totally. it, it's it's called Dollar Eighty, and it's uh, Gary Vanderchuk. It's his whole idea of like you give ninety people a day your two cents. So mm. you comment on ninety posts a day, and um, it's it's a fantastic tool. Like so, it's uh, a, a Chrome plugin, and you can then it's a lot easier to type ninety comments than it is to type with your thumbs. thumbs. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And so you're able to do it pretty quickly with the right hashtags with your ideal clients and customers. Um, Mm. it's, it's a great strategy. You can choose like 10 hashtags at a line and it's, it's really the best way to, to grow and to, I mean, it's really just paying it forward. Um, you're commenting on their posts and if it's your ideal clients and customers, they probably are going to comment back or possibly visit your page and be like, Oh, look at what they do. I'd like to follow them. So I think that's a great strategy and it's been something that's really helped a lot of my clients grow their business. Oh, wonderful. So yeah, we're definitely going to link that down below so you guys can check it out. Um, any other tools or, or uh, platforms that you use in your business? I know the actual posting can be kind of tough too. So do you have like a favorite platform that you use for posting to social media? There are a lot and I've, I've used a number of them. The one that I have found, I'm not affiliated with them. They're just what I use. And I I always recommend my clients to use them is called Loomly, L-O-O-M-L-Y. And it has a very easy interface. You can schedule your posts out very easily um, for all of the social channels. So Pinterest, YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, LinkedIn, Google My Business, all of them. Mm. And so I know I've just been preaching here about focusing in on one or two platforms, but if you do have more than one platform in your social strategy, it makes it very easy to post to all of those um, on the days, the times, and then crafting the message specifically for that, that channel. Because I mean, the formatting on Facebook is different than the formatting on LinkedIn, which is different Mm -hmm. than the formatting and the hashtags on Instagram. So, uh, and Loomly allows you to do that. Like I said, not affiliated with them. I've just found them to be a great tool. I also use Canva. I think Canva is a fantastic tool for us non-designers. Um, and it really allows you to make some, some great posts. They also have a scheduling tool in Canva now. Um, mm, so <laughs> yeah, so that's another one that you can utilize. I mean, the, the reason I like Loomly is because the, the sizing is different for each channel. Um, so like on Instagram, it's 1080 by 1080. And then on LinkedIn, it's more of like a landscape. So you can change out an, an image for each platform. Uh, so that's the right image size and nothing gets cut out. So um, 
that's one of the reasons why I like Loomly. But like I said, you want to make things simple, then Canva, Canva has a tool now too. Oh, I love that. We all love hearing about new tools that we can use, make things a little bit easier for us. So what would you say is a good action step for someone to take now that they've listened to this episode and they've, they've heard what you've had to say? I think the first thing I would do is to take a step back and think, who is my ideal client and customer? Who, who do I want to be connecting with and who is going to be telling their friends about me? Don't worry about where you have the most followers. Worry about where you have the most engagement. Let's say on Instagram, you have 100 followers, but on uh, average post gets like 30 to 40 likes. And then on it, Facebook, maybe you have 5,000, but you're only getting one like per post. So maybe take a step back and think, okay, well, let's just post to Facebook once a week. I'm going to post to Instagram three to four times a week because I'm getting a lot more engagement there. People comment, they like, I'm going to focus more on Instagram. So look at your insights, look at the data and see where your audience, your ideal audience is and where you're getting the best engagement. So that way you can really focus on growing with an already engaged audience. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Kind of follow, follow your nose to the engagement, right? (laughs) Perfect. So now I ask everybody who comes on the podcast this question. I'm always so intrigued by the responses. Do you have a creative hobby or just a pastime that you do that's just for you? I make candles. So yes, (laughs) Um, it's something that I got into um, when I was a kid. I would do like the old fashioned ones with like the the dipping ones. ones. So I used to do that. And I just loved, I loved doing that. And um, then I, I still make them and I, I burn them in my office. Now I get, you know, and then just refill them. And I have all these different scents and I always give them for gifts and it's, I love doing it. It's just my little Zen time where I can be like, Oh, mommy's making candles now. And I get my own time to, to sit there and boil wax and make candles. Oh, I love that. That's so unique. Okay, you're the first <laughs> candle maker we've had. Oh, good. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Katie. This has been such an illuminating conversation around social media. And I know that some of the tips you've shared here is really going to help us out. And yes, thank you so much for just coming on the podcast and imparting your wisdom with us. This was awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Well-Paid Creative. All the discussions we have around these episodes mean a lot to me. And I love how much I learn from the creatives who listen in. Before we head out, if you want access to free resources, trainings, and a community of creative pros just like you, visit wellpaidcreative.com where you can find all this and more. Join me for the next episode as we continue discussing how you can grow and love a profitable creative business. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd love for you to leave a review or share it with someone you think would benefit. Thanks so much. See you soon.